Feliz Navidad. Happy Holidays. Enjoy this replay as it will help you shift what you think about living paycheck to paycheck. Why it's not always a bad thing and how you can redefine it. That's coming up in episode 116. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos pues. Let's get started. Hey there, this is Jen Hemphill. I am happy to have you here today. We are officially kicking off a new season. So this is season five of this podcast, and I'm honored to have you here. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I think you are in for a great episode and a great podcast to hope that you will hopefully subscribe to. Now, you will notice some changes like the music and the intro to this podcast. And of course, I hope you like the change. It is important for me to show more of the real me and the Latina roots are a part of this. It's important for me to be real, as you know, that that's something that I pride myself in being. And this is a part of the continuation in doing so. Now, let's go ahead and get to today's episode. This episode is about redefining what it is to live paycheck to paycheck. So we're going to learn about the current stats on Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm even going to break it down for you in terms of males and females, because that is very, very interesting. And you're going to learn the two ways you can live paycheck to paycheck and one of them is really a good way to live. There's nothing bad. And I'm also going to share with you eight actions you can take to redefine living paycheck to paycheck in a more productive, favorable way. Before we do that, I want to go ahead and get a, a shout out. And this week's shout out is to Amy. Amy is fairly new to our community and she's literally has jumped in and started asking questions, which I completely appreciate because you and I know that it is tough to talk money. It is tough to ask questions because we are fearful. We feel ashamed. There's all sorts of emotions going in our head. And it's something that is not done enough. And this is one of the reasons for this podcast, right? So just remember when you have a question, I want you to remember that if you're afraid to ask it, that question is probably a question another person has and is also afraid to ask. So I encourage you to set the example. Our community is a safe space. All questions are good questions and there is absolutely no judging there. So thank you, Amy, for stepping up, for being an example. And I completely appreciated that. Now, in today's show, 
Stats show that almost 50%, so in this particular study, it was 49% of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. This study was done by Go Banking Rates, and I will be sure to have a link to this in the show notes, okay? Now, in the study, so it mentioned, it concluded that almost 50% of Americans are still living paycheck to paycheck. Within that, if you break it down with men versus women, 41% of men reported that they were living paycheck to paycheck, and 56% of women reported this as well. So it's interesting to see the difference. That is a significant difference. 41% men are saying that they're living paycheck to paycheck, and 56% of women are saying that they are living paycheck to paycheck. I hope I said that correctly. So it makes me wonder, why is that discrepancy? It's a significant difference, right? And I'm wondering is because as women, maybe the confidence level is a little less. I know we tend to be like that. Is it we have bigger aspirations and are really setting the bar high for ourselves? Is it that? Is it a combination of the dynamics of the family? Meaning maybe the woman reporting this is recently divorced maybe a single mom, maybe recently widowed where she's had to take over managing the finances. I think there's so many different dynamics, different scenarios of why this could be. So I found that really interesting for sure. And when it comes to having an emergency fund, 61% of Americans share that they don't have enough an emergency fund to cover six months worth of expenses. So that's 61% of Americans. Within that, if we break it down, men versus women, 52% of men shared that they didn't have enough of in emergency funds and 69% of women shared that they don't have enough. Again, that is a significant difference, which I find interesting. And it really pushes me more and more and motivates me more to really do more with this podcast and to serve you to minimize that number. There is a reason. I don't know what, it, like I said, it could be a combination of things, but I know us women and I know we are so capable and I know we are smart and I know there's so much that we can do with money. I know there was uh, some recent article that I read that women are make better investors than men. And in that article, it talked about why. So there's naturally women definitely do well with money. So is it the confidence? What is it that really minimizes what we do, the fear that we have, all those things. So it just really, really pushes me to do more with this podcast, just to minimize those statistics, minimize and increase that confidence, because that's what I aspire to do. That's what I really want to help you do is to become more confident. You're already smart. You know what you need to do. I just want to help you and push you to that next level of confidence, of financial confidence. That's super, super important for me. So I got off on a tangent there. Again, I will link in the show notes, a link to that article. So you can take a look at that and the statistics and the survey, what questions were asked, all that good stuff. Now let's clarify 
on what living paycheck to paycheck means and why it's not always a bad thing. So paycheck to paycheck literally is when the money's coming in and it's being used up in some sort of way and how it's being used up varies. And typically we deem living paycheck to paycheck is a bad thing, but there really are essentially two ways to be living paycheck to paycheck. One is definitely better than the other. So scenario number one of living paycheck to paycheck is where the majority or if not all the income is being spent on living expenses, bills, maybe a small portion is being diverted to retirement, but not necessarily enough and there's not enough to do some fun things. There's not enough to move forward towards some financial goals that you want to be achieving. So that is scenario number one. And that's typically what we think of when living paycheck to paycheck, where we're filling the pinch every single month, right? The second scenario of living paycheck to paycheck is where all the income is being spent towards living expenses, bills. But the difference here is that a good portion of it is being diverted towards wealth building. So towards retirement, a good portion is being diverted towards short-term savings for fungals, for really fulfilling those financial goals that you want to reach. So notice the difference. In scenario number two, you are still living paycheck to paycheck, but again, you're diverting a good portion towards your wealth, towards travel, towards purchasing a car, cash next time, whatever that may be for you, whatever is important for you. So I want you to take a moment and think where you fall. Do you fall in the first scenario or in the second scenario? Because if you fall in the second scenario and you've been telling yourself, yes, we live paycheck to paycheck, it's not a bad thing at all. I know for us, this is where we fall. We live paycheck to paycheck. But again, we're diverting a good portion for wealth, for travel, for uh, saving for the next car, for other financial goals that are important to us. So that's, I want you to take a moment to really think as to what scenario you fall under. Because again, if you're living in the second scenario and you have that mindset of living paycheck to paycheck, but in a negative connotation, I want to shift that because yes, you're living paycheck to paycheck, but in a productive way. Now, if you are in the first scenario, you're not alone. There's a lot of people in this scenario and you don't have to be stuck in that scenario. So I want to give you eight action steps that will help you transition into the second scenario. So you'll still be living paycheck to paycheck, but more productively in a way that better serves you. Now, the first action step is to figure out why you want to stop living to paycheck to paycheck in the terms of filling the pinch every month in the sense 
of not being able to achieve the financial goals and not being able to accumulate more wealth on a monthly basis. So really think about why. Have a strong why and that why will help you move forward. And I think that's something that we don't do is to figure out that why. What is that why for you? So that's the first action step. The second action step is to get clarity on that money going out. Are you living below your income? Are you living at your income, meaning basically it's zeroed out? Or are you living above your income, meaning you're spending more than you're earning? Now, gaining clarity on that money that's going out, where exactly it's being spent, this is the most feared part. This is the part where people get stuck. This is the part that literally is not done. And that's why a lot of people stay stuck. But I want you to consider and think before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. That these numbers are just numbers. These numbers aren't going to harm you. And I know the knowing part is the most fearful part, but just consider these numbers are just numbers. They're not out to harm you. However, if you don't know what these numbers are exactly are, that can harm you in the future because you're not able to move forward. You're not able to make changes. You're not able to adjust what you're doing to better serve you, to help you move forward to those financial goals. So really having clarity on that money going out is so, so important and I can't stress it enough. And again, this is the most feared part and this is where most people stop and get stuck. This is because of the fear. They'd rather not know what the number is. But by knowing you're able to change and it doesn't matter if that number is telling you you're spending more than you're earning, but because then you'll know by how much. Maybe you already have an idea that you're overspending, that you're spending more than you're earning. Maybe you already have that gut feeling, but you don't know by how much. And maybe it's not as much as you're not overspending as much as you think you are. And the whole purpose is to know how much you're overspending or exactly what it is that you're spending. Maybe you're living below your income and there's $100 left on the table that are disappearing because you're not putting them to work. So I went on a rant off of that because I think it's just so important. Again, this is where most people get stuck and I don't want you to get stuck on this because again, the numbers, that's what it is. They're just numbers. They're not there to hurt you. They're not gonna do anything to you. You have to be aware of it. The third action step is to make sure you have a budget that makes sense. One that isn't too restrictive, but one that meets your needs. I know a lot of people start to make a budget and sometimes it's a little too restrictive and then it doesn't work for them. And then they get frustrated. So you have to have one that meets your needs. You have to be flexible. Just because you set up a budget and it doesn't work, that doesn't mean you failed. It means you need better numbers. It means that you need to keep working to find your sweet spot. And that 
may just take some time and that's okay. You just have to keep at it. I can't express enough how many budget iterations it took me to get to where the one we're using is at. It took me a long time. And guess what? When things change, when life changes, we're going to have to change those. Uh, We're going to have to tweak it and make it work again. And that's okay. So again, just because you set up a budget and it doesn't work, it doesn't mean you failed. It just means you need better numbers. You have to find that sweet spot. You have to find that magical number, if you will, or magical numbers that work for you. So that's task or action step number three. Action task number four is to give every dollar a job. If you recall me mentioning that if you're not clear on your money and maybe in your specific scenario, you are living below your income, meaning there's extra money and it's left on the table and it disappears. But if you knew where exactly all your money was going and you knew you had a $100 extra a month, you need to give that a job. You need to give those dollars a job because then what? It disappears. I'm sure you've had an instance or two where you've looked at your, let's say your taxes and you saw how much you made and you saw, let's say you're in a working for yourself and you saw how much you're spent and then you're thinking, well, how did that happen? Where did all that money go? Or maybe it's the end of the month and you're looking at how much you earned that month and then you're like, this is a good income. And then you're wondering where it all went. Again, every dollar needs to have a job and needs to be doing something because if not, it's not serving you and you magically spend it. That's what happens. Action step number five is to automate everything possible, your savings, your bills. Automation is your friend. Now I get it. If you want to do this, I know I've had actually a guest on the podcast where it was very, very important that automation was not something that she would do because she wanted to be present. And that was really important to her that being present in paying the bills and paying that extra on the debt in actually moving that money to savings. And that's completely okay. The reason why I love automation is because we live very busy lives. And sometimes we may forget to put that extra money in savings. So I just think it's just so important for you to consider it. Obviously do what's best for you, but just make sure if you don't automate to have that routine, to have that date in your calendar where you're going to put that money towards savings or the bills or the extra money towards debt, those type of things. So, but I just really, really believe in automation. It's once you set it, you can forget it. And it just makes life a lot easier. Number six, the uh, action step number six is to look for that missing money. So are there some areas that you're overspending? And sometimes we know we are overspending. And sometimes we know that maybe we are going to Starbucks. I know I always talk about coffee. Uh, Maybe we know we're going to uh, spending a lot more money out on coffee, but we maybe aren't realizing that we're really spending more on eating out than coffee. So you have to know what those areas are and how much. Again, it's it goes back to really knowing those numbers and really knowing 
what, not just what areas you're spending on, but the amount, approximate amount that you're spending on. Because if you know you, if you're finding yourself, you're overspending, you need to know by how much you have to have that tangible number. So you can figure out how can you minimize that amount, right? So it's just very, very, very important. Action step number seven is to negotiate. A lot of people, it surprises me how many people do not do this. There's a good portion, especially of us women that do, but there's a good portion that does not negotiate enough. I'm talking about negotiate the credit card interest rate. I'm talking about negotiating your bill, especially the cable bill. I want you to consider that with credit cards, with your bills, you are their customer. They are there to serve you. And if you've been a great customer for a long time, it's okay to call and negotiate, let's say your credit card interest rate. It's okay to call the cable company and ask, I've been a great customer. What can you do for me? It's completely okay. And guess what? Chances are maybe they won't do all your wish lists of what you want, but you'll be better off than what you started with. Action step number eight is when you're looking at the overall picture, when you've completed these action steps, this is the last thing you have to do is you have a better idea. You have better clarity of your money. So at that point, you need to decide what you have to do in terms of, are you going to have to minimize that spending or are you going to have to bring in more income or both? The reality is that you can only minimize spending so much, right? There's only so much you can do. There's only so much of frugality, of uh, saying of not eating out, of uh, cutting coupons, all those things. There's only so much you can do. And sometimes that works and it works great. And maybe in your scenario, that's all you need to do. But sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes you're going to have to bring more income. And sometimes you're going to have to do both, minimize that spending and bring more income. Maybe sometimes it's just bringing more income, depending on your scenario. So it's just important to decide what do you have to do for you. Again, minimizing that spending is great, but sometimes it's not sufficient, depending on your particular scenario. And you have to be open that sometimes you just have to bring more income. Does that mean another job? Not necessarily. Maybe it means depending on your job, do can you work some overtime? What are the rules with overtime? Know about those. Now in the, in today's uh, world, there's a variety of things that you can do for side hustles. Uh, maybe explore those things. So that is action step number eight. Now, transition may take time and that's completely okay. You are on your own time and not someone else's. You are the one that controls this. You are the one that calls the shots, not someone else. All right. So just remember that. And again, that transition may take some time. So I just encourage you to break these action steps into baby steps and just tackle one step at a time. You don't have to do all of these at once. And I encourage you not to just take one step at a time and work it, uh, get successful with it, and then move on to the next. That's completely okay. So I hope you have found this valuable. I hope that this gives you a different perspective of what it is to live paycheck to paycheck and redefine it for yourself. Because again, 
It's not necessarily living paycheck to paycheck, depending on which scenario you're under. It's not a negative thing. And if you're in the scenario where you're literally making ends meet, you're feeling the pinch and you're not moving, you're not able to move forward towards your financial goals, towards your retirement building, all that stuff, then yes, you need to make that change. But I hope that I've given you enough value and steps that you can start that transition. So you can live paycheck to paycheck, but in a more productive uh, way for your situation. So to recap, we talked about some stats on the number of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. We also talked about the actual two ways that you can be living paycheck to paycheck. And one of them is a really good thing. And we also talked about the eight actions that you can take to help you redefine living paycheck to paycheck in a more productive way. So that is a wrap. Next week, we will be speaking to Autumn Whit Boyd. She is a mom. She is a lawyer that has her own business. And she's going to share with us how her and her husband have been able to manage their money in a dual entrepreneur household. So a household where you don't know the income from month to month necessary, where it can vary. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune in to this podcast. You can check out the show notes. Remember, I'll have a link uh, to the resource that we referred to in today's episode over at jenhempill.com forward slash 116. And don't forget, if you got a lot of value you've, you or you have been really enjoying this podcast, I really encourage you to share whether this episode, this podcast, whether you text a friend, whether you email a friend, whether it's on social media, whatever you find is easiest for you, I would greatly appreciate it. The more that we share, the more that we're able to make an impact together. It's not just me making an impact. It's about us doing this together. So I would appreciate it. And that would be just the biggest compliment for me. So thanks again for listening. Thanks again for joining me for yet another season of this podcast. And I will talk to you again next Thursday. Nos vemos. Ciao.